The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP and your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And in honour of the Masters, we're giving away tailor-made driver on the SGPN app. Go to sg.pn slash masters or click the contest link in the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, as ever, perched up on the northeast coast of England in relatively sunny Newcastle. The snow's gone away from last week. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, and we are round about 46 hours away from Major League Baseball. It is Tuesday evening. Uh, inside two days um, from now, the first round of games will be going on. Um, this is an all-new MLB Gambling Podcast as well. First up, uh, we have the old guard uh, joining us from Houston, Texas, Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, what's happening? It's happening, Malcolm. Uh, all of a sudden now you know how to tell time that we're 46 hours away. But again, today we had to record this podcast. So we're recording this podcast and Malcolm still can't get his time right. But here we are still still in spring training mode, I guess we can say. But yeah, jam-packed show. This is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of exciting things happening for the MLB Gambling Podcast. But I'm going to let you reveal all that good stuff. So as I said, this is the all-new MLB Gambling Podcast. Um I think we figured last season that trying to pick games two or three or even four days out uh, was a thankless task, especially the deeper we got into the season uh, with pitching changes and what have you. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go at least five days a week. Uh, the MLB Gambling Podcast will be available five days a week, certainly Monday through Friday, uh, and then maybe some other bits and bobs on top of that as well. Oh, um, four. Now, for what? Four bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. Oh yeah, you uh, all you English bashers are keeping a keeping a five bar gate on the bits and bobs count. Um, I've gone early this week. I'm about three minutes in. I normally give it at least half an hour. Um, so yeah, you must be wondering how a couple of uh, grizzled old veterans like me and Moonaf are going to get a 162 game season out. Um, me being the Albert Pujols of the podcast and Moonaf the Nelson Cruz. Uh, well, what we've done is uh, we have dug into the SGPN farm system. Um, and we have promoted from our minor leagues. Uh, I understand I am flogging this analogy to death as well, but stick with me. I'm nearly finished. Um, we've got a couple of young guys. We have got uh, Noah uh, Beanick and Dylan Rockford are going to join us. Uh, and between the four of us, uh, we will cobble together uh, five MLB gambling podcasts a week uh, to give you all the winners so we don't miss anything. Um, so we can say hello to the boys. Uh, we'll start with Noah. Uh, Noah, good evening. Uh, how are you? Tell us a little bit. About yourself, what do, what do the people need to know? How's it going, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well today. Um, 
just a few things about me, I guess, what the people should know. Uh, I am a college baseball player, uh, currently redshirted for the year. So I get to uh, spend some time with my buddies at SGPN talking about some baseball gambling. And uh, personally, my fandom goes out to the Detroit Tigers. That's my uh, hometown team. But also I go to school out here in Pittsburgh. I My dad was a huge Pirates fan as well. So I kind of grew up as a little bit of of a Pirates fan too. Um, best, sorry, Munaf. I got, I got to throw it out there. It's probably it's it's the best ballpark in the MLB. Um, I'll throw it up there over Fenway. Sadly, I haven't been to Fenway yet. I want to go, but uh, been the PNC plenty of times. Uh, you guys probably, maybe the Tigers, but might not have to worry about my fandom in the last quarter of the season. So let's go. <laughs> Def Fenway, if you haven't been out there as a base, sorry, Malcolm, uh, if you haven't been uh, to Fenway as a baseball fan, uh, you, you got to make it out there. I, I'm actually in Houston. You guys know that, but I went to uh, Fenway Park in the last year of David Ortiz's career. I think it was a year where Rick Porcello won the Cy Young. So it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, as, as a baseball fan, uh, you'll greatly appreciate Fenway Park. So I definitely highly recommend it to move that up to the top of your bucket list. It is. It's a staple up there for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so Noah becomes the second active baseball player uh, on the roster of the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast. As as the <laughs> listeners are well aware, um, shut up, Moon. I know the listeners can't see you laughing and shaking your head. Listen, uh, I am the 46-year-old low-leverage situation substitute fielder for the Newcastle Nighthawks. Noah, so that puts me and you on a pretty similar level, I imagine. I like um, it, I like it. So yeah, two active players. Uh, we're going to bring a wealth of experience to this role. And last but certainly not least, uh, joining us is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you? Good, how's it guys going? Uh, Munaf, Malcolm, Noah, great to be with you guys. You said you're like the Albert Pujols. I probably would say I'm like the Bobby Wood Jr. rookie of the SBNG. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm a Met fan. I'm from the New uh, the New Jersey area right now. I just graduated from a little college in Baltimore County, Towson, Maryland. So uh, as of right now, I am surrounded by dying Orioles fans. So unfortunately, it's going to be an interesting season over here in Maryland. But good to be with you and can't wait to talk about uh, future bets with you guys. Yeah, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we're going to have a look at the... Um, MLB futures market. We're going to have a look at the awards and all the player props markets, etc. Um, so yeah, what you can expect is that some variety, uh, some roster from the four of us will be cobbled together, uh, and we'll get five podcasts out to you a week. Uh, so loads to look forward to. Um, also later in the show, we're going to be announcing a, a big DFS tournament, a big free roll. Um, for opening day on Thursday, uh, so stay tuned for that. Absolutely outstanding tournament, and you've got a real shot uh, winning a decent prize, so listen to that. Um, and we'll get into it straight away. Um, we'll let Moonaf lead off. Um, in, I don't know, I'll tell you what, no, we won't. Um, we did six <laughs> podcasts like, uh, last week, Moonaf. We did yeah. all the divisions. Uh, we gave our winners and best bets. So to get Dylan and Noah up to speed... Um, Dylan, you go first. Give us, if you've got any division winners or any win totals, we can get them in the book and then we'll move out to some of the player props. So for me, I actually really like, as a sneaky play, I like the Mariners to win the division. They won 90 games last year. 
They added Cy Young guy, Robbie Ray, uh, Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier. Then to their bullpen close, you got Sergio Romo. I mean, I, I don't understand how they could be third uh, favorite to win the division. I, I don't think the Angels, I, I could see them getting fourth in the division. You don't know what you're going to get from Syndergaard and Mike Trout and Shohei. They're always injured, but hopefully they're two of the best in the business right now. So I like the Mariners to win the division right now in the AL West. That's one of my futures that I really like. Um, same question, um, Noah. Was there anything that stood out to you particularly in terms of couple, division winners or, or win totals? There's a couple that stood out, but I'll stay in the AL West here uh, where Dylan started. Um, I have the Astros winning the division, and this is actually one of the divisions that I didn't feel too strongly. I know the Astros lost... Correa and uh, Verlander's coming back off of injury. We don't quite know how strong uh, their big horse will be this season. Uh, Valdez Framber will be their opening day starter. Um, but my lock, I guess you could say, for this division will be the Oakland A's under 70 and a half. Uh, that's where I grabbed it. I think Mal- uh, Moonoff had it a little bit higher, but yeah. um, definitely they both went over both of those picks in that pod. Go listen to their AL West preview. Um, but I'll move on to maybe my biggest lock. And it, it's actually, call this a homer play all you want, but it's the Tigers over 77 and a half. Uh, last, last year, they were abysmal in April, and I doubted A.J. Hinch. At the end of the season last year, though, Hinch got this minor league roster to 77 wins. They added Javi Baez. Sure, I'm not a huge fan of him, but whatever. We got Torkelson coming up. Green got injured in spring training, but he had a 15 OP, 1,500 OPS at the time of his exit in spring training. He's a dog. We just added Parker Meadows' brother, uh, Austin Meadows, in a trade last night who has been an all-star in his career. With Hinch at the helm, this is a no-brainer over for me since they already had 77 wins last year and had some great off-season moves. Yeah, I love that, Noah. We were... Um... We were very active on the on the Tigers last season, myself and Moonoff, particularly towards the end of the season uh, when the young pitchers uh, were getting quite a lot of run and we picked up some nice plus odds wins uh, for starts involving Detroit. Um, and yeah, that, that Meadows pickup this week was a sneaky good pickup, relatively under the radar. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've quietly cobbled together um, quite a dangerous and fun-looking um, line-up. Uh, I really Detroit. like... So yeah, I, lo- I love that pick as well. I think... Uh, I think there's, there's been quite a lot of sharps on that pick. There's been quite a lot of uh, Detroit noise, uh, yeah. kind of behind the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Detroit are one of the teams that everyone seems to be talking about. I really like fantasy baseball. Um, I'll talk about it a lot. And my fantasy baseball team name is Living a Vila Loca. It's kind of just the motto that Tigers fans have been going on for a while. I mean, some of the trades that Al Avila has made sent us to the bottom of the barrel for the league for the last six years, but it's really looking promising in the last year and a half here with all of these prospects coming up. And whenever I refer to like fantasy baseball or my DFS team, I'll just say they're part of living a Vila Loca. And one guy that I really like for this season, kind of as a sleeper in your draft mid uh, like one fifties, maybe one seventies, Tarek Skubal, uh, the kid just puts up strikeouts each game, five, six innings. He'll have eight, nine, ten strikeouts. Um, In the last half of the season, last quarter of the season, he had three straight starts with ten-plus strikeouts. It was really phenomenal watching the kid come on late. Um, And Mize is right there with Skubal, so for sure. Skubal is one of those guys that we did uh, 
we did we did pick quite a few times towards the end of the season. Um, beautiful segue, Noah, whether it was intentional or not, uh, talking about strikeouts. Uh, we will move on uh, to the strikeout leader will be the first um, category that we tackle tonight. Uh, we'll pass this over. Uh, first off, we'll let you lead off, Moonaf. Um, give us yeah. your strikeout leader for the season. Where did you land? Yeah, um, so I think we're going to have a tall order of trying to repeat it two years in a row because you hit Robbie Ray last year, Malcolm. So uh, hopefully yeah. we can get a little winning streak going here. But uh, for me, for strikeout leader, I actually went with Dylan Cease of the um, the White Sox this season. I think that this is going to be a big year for him. And, you know, last year and you know, over the last couple of years, he's, you know, either been in and out of the lineup, whether it's been injury or just performances hasn't been there for him. Um, but if we kind of go back to last season where he did pitch, um, he had a strikeout per nine innings rating of 12.3, which I believe was one of the best, if not, uh, yeah, one of the best in the entire uh, MLB last season. He had a record of 13 and seven finished up with a 3.1, 3.91 ERA. Uh, he pitched a total of 165 in a third inning uh, with, let me see how many total strikeouts he had here. Yeah. 226. So I think that now him being in the starting rotation, I think he's going to, if he can get up to 200 innings or close to that, I think that, you know, this, um, this season, I think he has a great chance of being the strikeout leader. I took that number. I think it was at 15 to one uh, for this year. So that's going to be my pick for strikeout leader uh, overall in the league. I think I made the mistake of thinking that it's a by like league thing, but it's actually overall. So um, yeah, I'm going with Dylan Cease at 15 to one. Malcolm, you're on mute. Still in spring training. This is what I have to deal with every single day. You're still on mute. Come on. Oh, there we go. There we I go. know I'm on mute. Sorry. <laughs> the problem is, I know, being a very, very English man, I've always got a cup of tea. And the very conscious, you look, don't need to hear me slurping my cup of tea. Uh, so I stick myself on mute. And then I was looking at Dylan Cease's stats on a different page. Um, the thing, there's been a lot of noise about Dylan Cease for a couple of years. There always is. And he's... I've ended up with him on quite a few fantasy teams and he slightly underwhelmed me. Um, but I kind of think it's through no fault of his own. Um, he's projected up there. I think he's projected in the top 10 for strikeouts. Um, it's quite a big leap uh, from his number, uh, 208, up to the up to the top uh, guy, Garrett Cole, up at 264. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a long season. There's a lot of things going to happen. So yeah, he's certainly a live dog. Um we move on to Dylan. Dylan, uh, strikeout leader, what have you got? I don't have a strikeout leader, but I do have a K prop. I wrote an article for SVNG about, I do like Kevin Gossman under two, 209 and a half strikeouts. I mean, he's transitioning to the Blue Jays and off that five-year 110 million, he deserved it. He got the contract, but you got to think there's going to be some regression for him now after a new team. And I mean, he had a great year, 14 and six last year, 2.8 ERA, and he struck out 227 batters, his, his best season by far, but I just don't see him getting over 209. My number around this, my simulations around 200, 201. So I'm going to dive under 209 and a half for Kevin Gossman. Yeah. Love that. Um, We've got a, a, a fan graphs uh, projection of 204, uh, so you're not a million miles 
with with, uh, mm-hmm. with whatever model you're using there, the, the model that you've put together, um, Dylan. So yeah, I, I, I do like that a lot. And that's a tough division. He's moving into a much harder division. Um, there's yeah. going to be some uh, there's going to be some big boys will be uh, taking players deep um, in that league. Um, same prop for you, Noah. Uh, strikeouts. What have you got? I hate to do what Dylan just did, but actually, my strikeout leader is my Cy Young play. And I'm gonna change, or I'm gonna keep that like under my sleeve until we talk about the Cy Young. Um, but he is on that White Sox team, and I'm very high on this White Sox team mainly because I do believe they're just miles ahead of the rest of the teams in their AL Central division. Um, so I'm gonna go to the. Uh, we, we cut it off on our preview list, but I'm gonna go with the wins leader, and give me um, Lucas Giolito at plus 2,200 to lead the league in wins. Um, nice. To me, this White Sox team, when you look up and down this lineup, you just see boppers, Anderson, Lubob, Abreu, Eloy, Moncada, Grandal, Pollock, Sheets, Josh Harrison. That's a loaded lineup. I'd say it's top five in the league. And Giolito's shown us year in and year out that he can win them games and when you're going up against the guardians who are not really expected to be too good this year um the twins who lack the pitching that lineup probably could just destroy the twins day in and day out um the royals and the tigers you look at the division i don't see many losses for giolito and you play each team 16 17 times he's going to get three four five starts against all of these teams so i'm 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 banking at least 12 to 14 wins in the division for giolito i'd say or no, uh, 10 to 12 wins for Giolito in the division. So that would be the play that I'm going to give out right now. I'll keep my strikeout prop for later. Okie doke. Love that. A little bit of a tease there from where. Um, the, the one I got to was um, not hugely original, but um, 14 to one shot. It's Corbin Burns. Um, I sort of went down the list. There was just sort of question marks on the top guys. Garrett Cole, uh is the clear leader. We're not sure what we're going to get. Robbie in the new park. Uh, Shears has already done a hammy. Shane Bieber um, should go okay. But I just think if the Guardians, as Noah just mentioned, if they, they could down tools at some point, uh, and if that season uh, starts to unravel, God knows what state they'll be in. So I wasn't happy uh, to take Shane Bieber. So the first reliable guy on the list uh, was Corbin Burns. Um, it was great last year. Um, I think Milwaukee will be competitive, uh, so we'll carry on firing um, all the way down the season. I was a bit disappointed I couldn't find a real fancy price here, uh, but maybe the books have got this one right. Uh, so, yeah, Corbin Burns uh, was the one for me. Okay, next up, then, we are going to... Let me find our show notes. Uh, the saves leader. Uh, so we're going to stay on the mound. Um, this is always a wide-open race. Um, it's changed... Um, quite a few times, even in the last week or so, with a couple of trades. We're still waiting on announcements. Um, I have just drafted, about 90 seconds ago, Noah, Jake McGee in the league that I am in with you, the uh, the D-Gens only, the SGP and D-Gens league. I've drafted Jake McGee in there. Um, I think he was announced as the Giants um, closer officially. And obviously we had the, the big the big trade was Craig Kimbrell, who went from the White Sox to the Dodgers. So uh, in terms of saves, it really can be uh, anybody's game. It's wide open. Uh, it's a wide open market. So Moonaf, we'll let you go first. Where did you get um, for our saves leader? Yeah, I, I'm going with 
uh, Jordan Romano of the Toronto Blue Jays here uh, last season. He was uh, seven and one overall in wins, but I, he had 23 uh, saves last season and he pitched 63 innings. Um, I, I think this is a season, you know, everybody is really high on this Toronto Blue Jays team. They have one of the highest uh, win totals, right? Or right after the uh, Dodgers and the Yankees. Uh, I think there are 92, 92 and a half for the season. And look, this team, has one of the best lineups in the Toronto, uh, sorry, uh, in the American League, right up there with the Chicago White Sox, I believe. You could throw probably the Red Sox in that conversation, possibly the Yankees as well. But the pitching for this team um, is going to keep them in the game. It's going to open up opportunities for Jordan Romano to kind of close the door for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So at around 20 to 1, I'll take Jordan Romano. Last season, I had Liam Hendricks uh, for the White Sox. Uh, right now I'm seeing him around 12 to one, 11 to one at some book. So if I had to pick two there, I think those are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at. I must admit moving off. I am not hugely keen on that Jordan Romano pick, um, but not to worry. You are, uh, we crack on Dylan next up saves for you. Uh, I would agree with Munaf. I do think there's some value. Oh, no. In Lee- <laughs> no, not the first one. And Leon Hendricks. I mean, he did finish second last year with 38 saves. Yeah. And they're, they're figured to be the front runners, especially in the AL Central. But you go down the list. I kind of like Josh Hader. He had 34 saves last year. And with that bullpen and that starting rotation, there's not going to be much for him to do. So I think if he, if they li- limit him to just one inning, two innings, about six, seven uh, batters he has to face, I think he could get a lot of saves this year. So I'm going to go with the better bullpen and Josh Hader. Cause I really think the Brewers are a sleeper and we'll get to that later. Cause I really like them. Yeah. The Brewers do have uh, a couple of guys that can throw in the mix, but yeah, Josh Hader, uh, out and out flamethrower there. Uh, and he's been rock solid for a couple of years. Uh, Noah, did you uh, find any fancy prices? Any, anyone further down the list or are you a bit joggy? Yeah. I hate to be tailing the White Sox huge here, but again, Hendricks plus 1100. I really think that uh, he'll be coming in late in games and a lot of these uh, winnable games in the AL Central. But since uh, Munaf and Dylan kind of touched on him, I went down a little bit further and I kind of like the Kenley Jansen play more and more the way I look at it. Brand new division, new faces against his cutter, plus 1400 for Jansen on the Braves. I like that. Yeah, Kenley Jansen's a really interesting pick, actually. Um, and yeah, and that Braves team are going to be. Uh, good. There's going to be a lot of games to save. Um, I couldn't find any prices on my uh, book over here. You might have to uh, find me a price moon off. I reckon it's going to be pretty chalky, yeah. but I couldn't get away from Craig Kimbrell here. Um, he immediately projected top of Plus the 2, saves. 2,500. 25 to what one. What price? 2,500. 25 oh, wow. Wow, that's life-changing. I will uh, empty the empty the satchel onto that tomorrow. Um, yeah, he projected straight the top of the list uh, when he made that move to, to the Dodgers last week um, 34 saves is the projection the Dodgers are going to win an awful lot of games 102 105 somewhere I don't know um, so therefore if Kim- Kimbrell's got the um, opportunity of saving a lot of them for them and I just couldn't get away so, I'll be honest if I was going to price that up myself I expected that to be to be 6 or 7 to 1 um, We know I know it's a wide open market we've just said that Um but yeah, I would have had him a hell of a lot shorter. So yeah, 25 to 1. I will uh, frantically start searching for that tomorrow uh, and get a little, a little bit of the 25. So yeah, delighted with that. Why? 
am I missing something, boys? Is there, why is Craig Kimbrell that price? What am I, what am I not seeing? Uh, he's had a rough spring training so far. I, I think since he went or made the trade, uh, they made the trade with the Dodgers. Um, Craig Kimbrell, I mean, he was with the Red Sox a couple of seasons ago, I think when they won the title, he's kind of been hit and hit or miss since then. Um, but I, I think for, being on his Dodgers team, the opportunity of getting a save may not be there if that kind of makes sense because how potent this offense is going to be. Like if they're up by that is a, that, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, five or six runs, like your save opportunity is not going to be there, right? So I, I think that's one of the angles yeah. that I'm kind of looking at for Kid Kimbrough. I don't know if Dylan or Noah have any thoughts about uh, Kimbrough. Yeah, I would agree. I, I Like Munaf said, I think they're going to be, with that lineup, I think they're going to be blowing teams out to the point where he might not even get the chance and they might not even want to put him in and risk him getting hurt. So I don't, I don't see him getting a lot of saves. He is dominant, but I just don't think he'll get enough opportunities like these other pitchers will. Yeah, you're absolutely right, actually. That, that is a good point. Um, looking at the projections, he's still top of the list with, like I say, 34 um, you've got Edwin Diaz at 33, Chapman 32, Iglesias 31, then Liam Hendricks, uh, you boys are all sweet on, it's 30. So, yeah, uh, projected four more saves. So 25 to one. I'm, uh, I'm happy to take take the gamble there. Uh, next up, we're going to go to hits. Uh, again, a competitive market. Uh, Moonaf lead us off. Who's going to be a hits leader? I think we might have landed on the same player here. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going over to the Kansas City Royals second baseman, uh, Whit Merrifield. Uh, this guy is an absolute machine uh, when it comes to getting on base and, and getting hits. And you kind of look at what he's done over the last several seasons. Back from 2018, he had 192 hits. 2019 was probably his best year. He had 206 hits. Uh, and then going back to last season, 104 hits. I know, I believe he's been at least in the top five Um in each of those seasons, I believe there's a couple finishes there where he had, um, I think he was second or third in uh, hits uh, as a hits leader in the entire MLB. Um, and one more name I did also want to throw out there. I think that maybe kind of a redemption year, or I think there's going to be more pressure on his shoulder now. Um, is going to be Carlos, I mean, sorry, Carlos Correa, uh, Jose Altuve of the Red Sox. He's going to be in that um, leadoff position for them. And, and I think that, you know, that lineup is still deep, but when you put Jose Altuve on top of that lineup and and the guy can, you know, beat out infield hits, he can hit for power, he can, you know, get hits and hits for average. We've seen that. So I think that, you know, Jose Altuve also at, let me see if I can find a number on Altuve here. Um, at 28 to 1, I don't hate that number for him either. Yeah, um, we haven't landed on the same player at all, Munaf. Um you chose someone different, and then I looked at my notes, and I chose someone different. <laughs> so neither of us have landed on the player. I actually thought we were both going to say, which is quite impressive. Um, Dylan hits leader. Uh, I'm not big. I haven't really dived too deep into the hits leader, but if I had to look at someone, maybe like a guy like Bo Bichette. I mean, I know he's only been in the league one year, but 191 uh, hits last year. He's not going to hit for power. He had 29 home runs last year, but... I think with that stack lineup, I think he could go. I think he could have a lot of hits this year. I would bank on Bo Bichette to have a lot of hits. Bo Bichette is um, one of two Blue Jays at the top of this market. Uh, Vlad is the eight to one favorite. Uh, Bichette is eleven to one uh, in behind him. Um, 
Noah, uh, was it a blue jay that you alighted upon or somewhere else? Uh, for hits later, I, I, I'm not too comfortable with either of them. I'm going to give out two, um, Wanda Franco at 12 to one and Trey Turner at 12 to one. I really think that Trey Turner could have a career year on a contract year here for the Dodgers, a huge lineup. Um, and he's, he was a guy that kind of, uh, openly wanted to play shortstop for this Dodgers team and Seager on, on his way out, uh, Trey Turner. I, I like him to step in and maybe I might have another future on him coming down the road. Um, I'm going to save most of my analysis for that, but Trey Turner hits leader, Wander Franco hits leader. And since you mentioned fantasy and the slow draft that we have going on, I, I was picking one, one. So I am on the turn. I'm going to go with Cesar Hernandez, who's the leadoff hitter for the Nationals. You know, with Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz batting behind him, he could score quite a few runs this year. I took him in round 22. And in round 23, I like a gamble on Denelson Lamette, reliever, long reliever, oh, possibly for the Padres, or uh, potential closer if uh, something does not go their way late in the year. I really like uh, the kids' arsenal. And yeah, Lamette. Lamette, maybe, probably not safe leader because he's not starting the, starting the year off as a closer. But uh, I like the fantasy play there late in the draft. No, I, I've seen um, talk about Lamette uh, possibly getting safe chances. And it's one of those things that if you fall into the job, uh, who knows? Yeah, I've had him on rosters uh, for the last couple of years. Nelson Lamette, I am a big fan. Um, just for loads of these categories, I was instantly drawn to Trey Turner. He was pretty much the first. His name, I looked at it, I was like, what price is he? Uh, let's have a look at the numbers because um, he's just a name that you can't get away from. I didn't take him here for hits leader, uh, although I do have him um, somewhere else, I think, as we get later on. Um, I've got a Tim Anderson here. Um, I just say a double figure price, a uh, good value, um, always hits well. Um, a projection of 183. He's got a batting average of 284, and he's pretty much bomb proof as well. Uh, he barely misses any time. Uh, you know he's going to be in that lineup every day. So yeah, Tim Anderson. I was happy to take anyone, anyone at a double figure price. Um, it was kind of good value there. So um, I was, I was happy with that um, to take him there. Um, if you are looking for Las Vegas style uh, fun in the palm of your hand, get across two. Win bet. And if I can get this ad read in the right place, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, it's the premier online casino for the five-star win resorts properties from classic table games to all the best slots, thrills and jackpots. Win bet is everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. Make sure to get down on the win bet. $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. The winner's a special golf contest for this week. If you bet $100 or more on golf from Thursday to Sunday, you'll be entered to win a golf experience for the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip, the Win Golf Club. Multiple entries allowed if a patron wages $1,000 on the major golf championship Thursday to Sunday. They are eligible for 10 entries into the prize draw. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, next up then, uh, we are going to go to one of the big ones, uh, the big hitters, the home run leader. Uh, this is always a 
really fun race. And even just looking down the list um, at these names, I was getting excited for the season um, because the, these are the kind of the, the names that get your pulse raised and these are the boys that you want to see at bat. Um, Munaf, lead us off, most home runs. I kind of went out of left field here. Uh, something different. Um, I actually went with Chris Bryant, 25-1. to 1. He's in Colorado now. He signed the big contract. Maybe he kind of sits on it, just collects the bag there. But, uh, you know, he's he, we already know what Coors Field is. I know that he hasn't had 30-plus home runs since 2019, uh, where he had 35. But at 25-1, to 1, I don't hate that number. Obviously, I wanted to go chalk with Vlad just – this guy can hit a home run every time he uh, steps up to the plate. He had 48 last season, but you know, kind of something contrarian or something different with Chris Bryan. Maybe he has, I don't know, a career year um, over there in Colorado in a, in a uh, hitter friendly ballpark. So why not? I want Chris Bryan at 25 to one. I really like that play too in Coors because it is a hitter friendly park. And a lot of people will be thinking the Rockies not a very strong team, but he does have Ryan McMahon and CJ Crone behind him for protection. So he's going to be seeing pitches. Well, good. Um, yeah, you're right. The, the coolest thing is the, is the fly in the, the ointment there. Uh, so yeah, nice, nice pick, Moonaf. Um, Dylan, do you have a, a home run leader for us? Yeah, uh, call me biased, but I'm going to go with the polar bear at 11 to 1. Uh, I, I like Pete Alonso. I think sitting there at fourth in the lineup, he's going to have so many opportunities, especially in that pitcher-friendly ballpark in uh, City Field. I think Pete Alonso could have a redemption year. I know most of the lineup last year, they struggled. Francis, uh, Francisco Lindor didn't really live up to the contract we gave him, but Steve Cohen went out. He's trying to build a, a buy a World Series. So I really think that the Polar Bear is going to have a bounce back here. So I'm going to go uh, Pete Alonso at 11 to 1. Love that play. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, Noah, um, you mentioned Chris Bryant, but I'm guessing you went elsewhere for your selection. I did. Um, also, Petey, I, I love Pete Alonzo. He's one of my Florida Gators, uh, one of the two schools that I uh, associate myself with fandom and the college scene. And if you're looking for college baseball, SGPN has the college ex baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, give that a spin as we cover you throughout the road to Omaha. But uh, yeah, so I like the Alonzo play as well. Saw him mash with Florida for a long time. Um for me, home run leader, I'm going to go to Air Jordan, Jordan Alvarez of Houston. Uh, the guy can just stick it, and he's a pure hitter. Um, whether he DHs or plays the outfield, I see him playing most every day. Um, I, I really like the kid's power, and uh, I, I still won't forget they have that one chair painted in Minute Maid yeah. Park orange <laughs> where that one home run landed in right field on the upper deck. Uh, the guy has light tower power. So give me uh, Jordan Alvarez, a plus 1,500. Um, and that is that a hitter's friendly park as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love that play, Noah. Um, so much so that it was also my play. So, yeah, um, nothing else to add on that. 20 to 1. Uh, was the price I had on my book over here. Um, nice. I'm high on uh, Alvarez and uh, Tucker. I think they're both going to have excellent seasons. Um, Tucker was probably just a little bit too far down the list to make uh, for me to make him a selection in this market. But Alvarez, um, it doesn't make a huge leap of faith uh, to see him bridging that gap, um, especially with sort of some uh, some solid playing time. So yeah, I will co-sign. Cool 
um, Noah's Jordan Alvarez pick uh, and put him up at 20 to 1. Um, moving on to um, some of the awards, we'll start with uh, the youngsters. We'll start with the Dylan and Noah's of MLB this season. Uh, the rookies, so rookie of the year, um, National League, American League, one or both. Uh, Dylan, um, what rookies do you have for us? Uh, I kind of hinted to it in the beginning. Uh, I don't like anyone in the NL, but AL, Bobby Witt Jr., I love that, plus 300. I think the kid's a stud. Uh, he played over 161 games in the minors, uh, 34 home runs, 38 stolen bases. He's only 22 years old. He's got the power. He's got the speed. And I feel like this number is just going to continue to go down in july i feel like we're going to see it at a minus number so i think we have to strike now at plus 300 it's a no-brainer for me i don't think the stage is too big for him so bobby witt jr is my play at plus 300 uh, yeah it was announced that he obviously he made the he made the cut yeah, he made the roster that came, mm-hmm. yeah that came as no no surprise to anyone really um yeah Moonaf, um rookies for you yeah, I do love the Bobby uh, Witt Jr. play. I mean, if you kind of just look at his spring training numbers so far this season, I mean, it is just absolutely ridiculous. He's batting 406, uh, a 120 or one uh, 1222 OPS, slugging at 781, um, three home runs, eight RBIs. I do like that play as well. Uh, I went with one of the kind of the other favorites as well in this category, and that's going to be uh, Spencer Torkelson of the Detroit mm-hmm. Tigers. And Maybe Noah can provide more insight about him. But, um, look, I think that, you know, he was in – I believe he was up last year as well. He's one of the co-favorites there at plus 450. Um, he's going to finally get full a full season with the Tigers. He has a lot of potential. Um, I want to get Noah's take on this. Uh, Noah, Spencer Torkelson, any merit to that plus 450 rookie of the year? Yeah, I really like the plus five. I got it at plus 500 the other day when I was writing this article for SGPN. Um, So, yeah, the Tigers have been uh, bad for quite some time. We got the number one overall pick, Torkelson, coming up here uh, this season. He made a move from all the way from low A to triple A last year in last year's uh, minor league system. Um, 121 games. He batted 267 with 30 home runs. Um, One of my uh buddies uh jonathan mayo from mlb.com he kind of writes the top 100 mlb prospects list not kind of he does for mlb.com he's the head writer over there and we interviewed him for the college baseball experience as well uh eight of his top 10 uh mlb prospects are in the american league so this race is just fascinating so i gave out Honestly, three. I had Torkelson plus 500. I really like that play. The kid does not get any cheap hits. He does not get cheated out there at the plate. Uh, great power, and he's a pure hitter as well. Um, but Riley Green plus 1,500, he's going to be out for maybe uh, one and a half months here. But the Rookie of the Year award, uh, oftentimes a kid will be brought up in the middle of the year and really come on, and you see him sometimes take this award too. Like I said, Green had uh, a 1500 OPS. He hit 292, 375, or that was his slash line 292, 375, 493, with 29 home runs and 21 stolen bases in 181 career minor league games. I like the Riley Green play. Also, I wrote in this article that Bobby Witt Jr., uh, 
Uh, I grabbed it at plus 275. I do think he's a threat to both of my Tigers there. Um, I do have an NL Central or an NL play, but I'll let uh, Malcolm go first. Okay. Um, the, the, the two rookie uh, players, the NL and the AL, um, if you listen to our show with uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Junta last week. He was very keen on a couple of rookies. So I think it's worth mentioning them. Um, he certainly turned me on to Adley Rushman, uh, a plus 650 uh, in the American League. Um, and in the National League, he was really high on Bryson Stott. Um, and the longer spring training has gone on, uh, the more noise there has been around Bryson Stott um, of the Phillies, plus 950. Uh, so I was happy to take both of them. I was fascinated by C.S. Suzuki. Uh, in the National League, um, but I just thought the plus 450 was a little bit too short. Um, and I fetched out a really fancy fight. I've got a 50 to one shot here uh, to appease Munaf. Uh, Jaron Duran, I think that, um, as Noah's just pointed out, you can get someone who doesn't necessarily have to be on the team all season who can come up uh, at some point and make a bit of a run. I think Jaron Duran will get some playing time. Um, and he can do all sorts. So, yeah, if he catches fire, he was in the Olympic squad last year that we talked about quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, Jaron Duran at 51 might be a fun shot. Um, Munaf, did you go? Did you get to the um, NL or did you do the AL there? Did, or did you do all your... I had, the, yeah, I had the same pick as you for the NL, Bryson Stott. Um, he's raking so far in spring training, to kind of say the least. I think he was batting 429, uh, OPS of uh, 1137. Uh, 12 hits at 28 plate or sorry, 34 plate appearances. So, um, you know, strikeouts, he only had five in 34 at bats or sorry, 28 at bats. So um, yeah, I'm right there with you on this. I, I fancy this ad, or I think I got it at 12 to one, I believe. Uh, Dylan. Uh, I don't have one for the NL. I just covered the AL, but I like the Bryson Scott one from the Phillies. I think he could make a serious run especially in that division where anything is up for grabs, I think. Yeah, I think you've, uh, opportunity certainly um, is, a, is, is something that you need to be able to take this this award home. And Bryson Sutt's going to get that opportunity, which makes him alive. But, and I don't think that price will be around for long, that, that plus 950 that Johnny gave us last week, um, if it's still the same price even now. Uh, and Noah, you said you had a National League rookie for us. Yeah, so unlike the AL, betting on the NL Rookie of the Year is kind of be going to be a shot in the dark this year, in my opinion. Uh, the Pirates just sent down their 6'7", 220-pound shortstop O'Neill Cruz to AAA. Um, he was kind of the odds-on favorite to win the NL Roy, and this seems like it's a manipulation of his service time on his contract. So who knows when he's going to be called up. But if he does get called up by like an O'Neill Cruz player for the Pirates, but my play is actually going to come from the NL Central as well, and it's going to come from your Cubs team, Malcolm. I like laying chalk here with Seiya Suzuki, plus 500, and I feel like um, also follow the MLB Gambling Podcast on Twitter at MLBSGPN. Uh, I'm going to be tweeting out some clips. I feel like I'm going to be tweeting out a lot of CEOs this year because this guy <laughs> has a montage of nukes, and uh, I put that clip on the article that I wrote, but uh, he, the metrics predict that he could have a 30 home run season this year. Suzuki played in the MPB for nine seasons and had a career slash line of 315, 414, 570 with 182 career CIAs. Suzuki is an interesting cat. 
Uh, if you've seen any of the interviews from him, he's only played like five spring training games so far, but he's hit two home runs already. Uh, if you've seen either one of those swings, they're just uh, one of those majestic power Japanese tat- tat- uh, patented swings that, I mean, he crushes the ball when he makes contact. So I like Seiya on your Cubs, Mel. Oh, um, the reason I was mentioning it, he keeps saying my Cubs, I put, I put them up uh, at 12 to 1. <laughs> win that division last week. That was that was kind of my maverick play a little bit. Um, I would have picked Suzuki, but maybe get a big. I want. I would like a bigger price. I, I maybe would have picked some seven or eight to one. I just thought plus four fifty uh, was a little bit a little bit skinny for me. But yeah, absolutely an intriguing proposition. Uh, as many of those players who come across uh, from the Japanese league are. Oh, um, on Sunday, uh, I've already mentioned it is the home opener of the Newcastle Night Hawks. We're playing Liverpool on Sunday, but afterwards, I'm going to take a couple of cases of Coors Light down. Uh, and we will very much enjoy uh, a beer after a hard, hard doubleheader uh, against Liverpool. It's a very hectic time of the year. We're knocking out podcasts. We've got DFS golf giveaways. Get yourself across uh, to the SGPN website and enter the tailor-made driver giveaway over there. Um, college basketball's just finished. Moonaf, he must be tearing his hair out. Uh, sometimes you just need to take a second for ourselves. Uh, so this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. If you feel you're always on work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, people pestering you on Slack 24-7, getting the time of all your podcasts wrong, that kind of thing. Um, you just need to chill out. There's only one beer that's literally made to chill. That's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. If you need to reset, just hit a, open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So when I need to take a second, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. Always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah, looking forward to a few beers on uh, on Sunday evening, hopefully in the sunshine and hopefully uh, celebrating uh, a, a couple of wins over the Liverpool Trojans. OK, so we move on from Rookie of the Year uh, to the Cy Young Awards. Um, always a little bit controversial. Uh, can be wide open. You can get somebody who can come from nowhere to come and win it. Uh, Moonaf, lead us off. Uh, I've got a feeling you, you're you're on the pitches. Um, this this is your this is where you excel, Moon. Who's the Cy Young winner? Yeah, there's two guys that I do like. Uh, I know a couple of our guys picked uh, the other gentleman that we will talk about, but I'm gonna give the one that I do like here. At there's some pretty good value here on Max Fried of the Atlanta. Um, I'm about to say Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Braves. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I'm not sure where they're going to get Mike Soroka back or the Atlanta Braves. We talked about it in the NL East preview show that he's still probably a ways away from coming back. Um, and again, in a division where we're not sure we're going to get out of the Mets, at least offensively yet. I know they picked up a lot of big R or bats in soft season. I just need to see it before um, I, I can get behind it. So there's opportunity for Max Fried here to, Really kind of, you know, at the value of 22 to one, I really like it. I mean, last year coming off of the World Series win, uh, he's 27 years old. He, had a, he was 14 and seven last year, ERA of 3.04. 
pitched 165 and two thirds of an inning, finished up with, I believe, 158 strikeouts. So I think that if he's able to get some more strikeouts, maybe get into that 200 range uh, and get that ERA under three, I think at 22 to one, he can really be in contention for that award. Um, the other guy I will mention I do like is Walker Bueller, but I know um, uh, I think Noah has Walker Bueller, so I'll, I'll let him uh, talk about Walker Bueller. But those are the two guys I kind of uh, liked out of the NL uh, for Cy Young. You've seen the uh, Atlanta Falcons, the one that always gets me. I always put in the Arizona Cardinals. They all, I see the Cardinals, that words up there, Cardinals. So I always click on the Cardinals and then can never find the Arizona players. And that's because they're under Diamondbacks. And I do it time and time again. Um, the NFBC, where I've been drafting uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational, um, the amount of times I've gone to the Niagara Falls Bicycle Club. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. If I do it once more, the laptop's going out the window. That website this must have had more traffic this month than it ever has because <laughs> uh, I go to that website before I get to the uh, fantasy baseball website every single time. Uh, Dylan, Cy Young Award winners, what have you got? Oh, this is going to pay me to say as a Met fan, but you got to think Garrett Cole is a little unhappy from last year. He finished second in the in the AL Cy Young race, losing to Robbie Ray, of course. But he had a terrific season. I know he had a little bump when they cracked down on the spider tag, but 16 and 8, he shook out 243 batters in 181 and third innings. And I just think he's going to come out more determined this year. The concern I have with him is if the Yankees don't produce. Like Munaf said with the Mets, you got to see it. I got to see it with the Yankees. They did lose a lot of their uh, lineup. And a guy like Joey Gallo, he's going to strike out 200 times. So I don't know where you're going to get out of him. But if, if they get an, if they get Cole enough wins I, and he produces like his normal self, I think he has a real shot at the award. So I'm going to take a shot at Garrett Cole to win the side. Young at plus right now I'm seeing it at 450. I got it at plus 475. Yeah, Garrett Cole, the it's enigmatic picks. He kept popping up on my list. Um, I kind of got seduced by the Yankees a little bit last week when I was doing when I was doing my research. He kind of he made my list for wins leader. Um, although we haven't really t- talked about that at plus plus 750. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Yankees are going to be as bad as people make out. Um, yeah, and Garrett Cole is going to be, a, I think he's a much bigger price than probably he should be, um, even if you are, like a lot of people are down on the Yankees. Uh, Noah, uh, your Cy Young picks, who have you got? Yeah, yeah. so personally, I'm a pitcher here in college, so I love watching a lot of these guys and the pros do their thing. Um, and I watched this guy come up from Vanderbilt, Vandy boy, Walker Bueller. I actually... Uh, like the ace on the staff of Vanderbilt a little bit more, which was Carson Fulmer, but he didn't quite pan out in the MLB. And Walker Bueller's really been special. Uh, him and his tight pants are a K machine. He's always at the top of the DFS uh, salary cap uh, each day that he starts um, for a good reason as well. So uh, Bueller is uh, my pick to win NL Cy Young now because the article that I wrote literally like five days ago, um, both of my Cy Young picks are now down and out. I had DeGrom at plus 350. I was thinking he'd coming back, he'd have a bounce back year off of injury. Um, and 350 seemed like a good price on DeGrom, who's just dominant whenever he's on the bump. Um, just a really big hit to baseball when he's not healthy. Sorry, uh, Dylan. I might, I might've jinxed him. Um, 
And then on the AL side, I had Lance Lynn. I love Lance Lynn because he's just uh, shoved the fastball down your throat type of pitcher. Uh, Dallas Keiko last year nicknamed him Tonka Truck. Um, but I'll stop talking about the guys that I talked about that were injured. My one play now that I will throw out there is a long shot. And he's also a long shot for the strikeout leader. He's actually not even listed for the prop. I don't feel comfortable with pitching in general this year. In the back of my mind, I feel like Rob will juice some balls and they're going to be cracking down on the illegal pitching substance use still. I think this will be a great year for offense and baseball. I wanted to look down the list for some value. A guy with a max value I hear or here, I think is Michael Kopech. Kopech made his first appearances in the MLB uh, in the back half of last year's season. Uh, he had like a three-year uh, break because of injuries and off-the-field issues. Um, therefore, when he made his appearances in the second half of the season, I don't truly think he was using sticky stuff. And the numbers are all organic, cold turkey, as they say. Last year, Kopech went 4-3 and three as a reliever with a 3-5 ERA. 36.3% of the batters he faced struck out against him. Also, Kopech had a 13.4K per nine with only a 3.1 walk per nine. His love life has been more newsworthy than his baseball career lately. Therefore, <laughs> I think he's devoted to playing ball right now, and he will show why the White Sox traded away sale for Kopech back in 2016. This is a guy that sits at 97 miles an hour. He can, tr- he can touch triple digits with a disgusting wipeout slider also in his repertoire. Uh, a good changeup and a get-me-over curve, uh, curveball rounds out your 2022 AL Cy Young's winner's pitch rotation excellent uh yeah Kopech certainly not I'm surprised he's not listed uh on any of those um markets yeah no. I also um, I listed him as a I said he was a reliever this year he's been announced that a starter I wouldn't take a reliever for Cy Young but he's a starter this year no, yeah 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 you're right he's uh in terms of even in fantasy, he's not going among the top tier of pitchers um, but he's not far away he's probably got an ADP of around 110 or so he's probably in that in that maybe second division uh of pitching talent and uh he's at the right he's at, he's at the right club i think they could get it done so yeah um no problem with that at all um the two i picked out um our national league Cy young winner was corbin burns um i just found that kind of intrinsic intrinsically linked to the uh to the most case prop at 14 to one that I put up. Um, just seemed to be, again, the least risky of the premium pitchers. I think he's, he's the most likely to be able to put it all together. Um, I do like, at a slightly bigger price, uh, Sandy Alcantara. I think that's reliant, though, on the Marlins winning enough games, maybe. And that was the, just the one little thing that put me off. Uh, so I'll stick with Corbin Burns at 8 to 1. Uh, not hugely fancy. Um, and in the American League, I had to put him in somewhere. So I've, 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 Slotted Shohei Otani in here uh, at 12 to 1 because why not? I mean, the guy can do absolutely anything. Uh, he's superhuman. Um, I was drawn to Chris Sale. Uh, I think might be able to put it together uh, once he eventually gets back from his rib injury. But that again, that 18 to 1 was just a little bit too short. It was a 25, so maybe a 33 to 1. Uh, I might have put Chris Sale up. But yeah, I'd want an extra half a dozen points uh, before I picked him. Uh, so they were two, my, uh, my two Cy Young props. 
beyond that, then uh, we're getting into. Well, we've got we've got MVPs, but I I've got a stolen base uh, pick that I wanted to put up here because this is one of my favourite markets because this go this could go in one of several directions. So I know it wasn't uh, necessarily on our show notes, and I might be blindsiding you. Uh, does anybody uh, have a, a any stolen base leans here? Yes, uh, no, I go for it. Who who's talking? I'll let you go. You go no, no, go ahead. I don't have one. All I was right. just looking at the um, list. <laughs> here here it's chalk. And I mean, uh you're banking on I don't like to bet against like four injury. Um when this kid's healthy and when he's playing and I predict him to be flipping a shortstop third base, flipping with Nicky Lopez and Bobby Witt. Adalberto or Raul Mondesi, whatever first name you want to go with here, he has to be your guy, in my opinion, um, to just lay something on him with chalk because this kid could easily steal 60, 70 bases in a year. He's stealing, when he's healthy, he's stealing a base a game almost. So Mondesi is my guy. Uh, I love the way he plays. Really just a slap hitter, get on base, and then do your thing on the base paths. Well, you see, um, Mondesi is the reason... Um, that I wanted to make a pick in this market because I don't think he'll play. I don't think he's going to get enough playing time. I think as the season goes on, uh, the guys that you mentioned, Nicky Lopez and Bobby Witt, I think it's just going to keep him out of the team. Uh, the fact he's he is a so short too, of price. Though. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That's an option. Um, the, the fact he's so short of price makes everyone else a really fancy price. Um, I came down on um, uh, Jazz Chisholm who I think could have a really good season um, for Miami. Uh, projected fairly close uh, to Mondesi. Um, so, yeah, not a huge leap of faith. He's 25 to 1. Um, and on the ground, I'm, I'm taking Mondesi out the race. Um, so that once I've done that, I then think Jazz Chisholm is really live at 25 to 1. Um, Dylan, did you have any uh, stolen base players? I didn't, but I'm looking at the list right now and... Maybe a biased pick, but Starlin Marte sitting at second in the lineup. I think he's going to have no problem getting on base. I mean, he led the league last year with 47 stolen bases. Also, Trey Turner, he he flashes at me as well. He's, he's really fast. And a lot of guys I've noticed, especially in the National League, they don't really have a good pickoff uh, throw. So I, I like Trey Turner and Starlin Marte, my two. Oh, yeah. I was quite high on Starlin Marte. And then some people kind of got in my head and disputed how much that the Mets would run uh, under Shorter. I actually listened to the radio call of the game last night and Marty stole third base uh, and the announcers were saying that they'd, they'd just been talking about um, playing spring training games as you were going to play uh, regular season games. And uh, they've had Marty running on the bases. So I'm actually kind of being turned back onto him. So I'm pleased you brought him up, Dylan. Uh, Noah, like a very good college school boy, has got his hand up. Noah, what do you want to uh, say? Yeah, I just wanted to mention your boy, <laughs> Jazz, Jazz Chisholm's actually living at Vila Loca. Eighth round draft pick. I love it. I love that pick there. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You might have drafted this, the uh, the Steel's leader there. Uh, Moon, after, did you have any anything in this direction? No, I mean, if I'm throwing a dart, maybe Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he's improved his on-base percentage every single year. Last year, he finished up with 30. Um, you know, he was actually in trade talks this past offseason, but I think the Baltimore Orioles wanted to kind of hang on to him. But, um, yeah, I'm just throwing a dart. I don't really have a handicap about it. If, I, if you're 
putting uh, a gun to my head, maybe that's the one I would probably go with. Oogie doke. Um, if you are browsing online using incognito mode, doesn't actually protect your privacy. Um, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world with everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP. Claim your 70% savings ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay. Um, we have a couple more um, to get through and we're going to go to the MVP. Uh, we will start with the MLB Gambling Podcast MVP uh, from last year. It was a two-horse race, uh, but Moonaf took it down. Moonaf, congratulations. Uh, you get to go first. Who are your MVPs? Yeah, um, let's see here. At some point, I kind of got to put in the homer or the homer pick here. All right, got to show my fandom here. So for American League, uh, I locked up Rafael Devers, 25-1 to 1, to win the American League MVP. Um, you know, he's in a lineup where it's going to be very difficult for opposing pitchers to walk guys. And I think that he's going to get the opportunities to showcase what this guy is fully capable of. And he's improved. His batting uh, every single season, whether it's been, you know, by average or by uh, OPS. Um, 2019, I think he had his best year yet, but I think that he's he's capable of having a better year. If you kind of go back to the full season before the COVID year, he finished that season up batting 311, uh, 32 home runs, 115 RBIs. Last season, uh, best year yet from as far as hitting home runs. He had 38, so I think he's fully capable of getting into that territory of 40 or more home runs for the Boston Red Sox. So one thing that does concern me is that um, the, the strikeouts for him last year, he did have a hundred and forty three strikeouts. If he's able to kind of be more patient on the plate and, and uh, really get that batting uh, average up where I know he can have it around 300. I, I think that Devers has a great chance spring training. He's had an absolute fantastic spring training so far for the Red Sox. Um, he's batting 385, slugging at uh, 1115, the OPS of 1549, six home runs, 12 RBI. So I think he's trending in the right direction. Hopefully he's able to carry that momentum into um, the regular season here for us. So Devers 25 to one uh, for American League MVP. In the National League, I kind of went chalky here. Um, the odds have actually um, gotten better for this guy. And it's a guy that we've been talking about a lot here. Trey Turner, uh, 14 to one. Um, 
again, uh, this is a player that I've really fallen in love with over the past couple of years. He's, if you kind of look at his batting average, he's above 300, above 315 over the last four years, 335, 328, 322. Last season, 338, five-tool player. Um, last season, he did finish up with, I believe, 28 home runs between his stink with the um, Nationals and the Dodgers. Um, that's the one concern that, you know, if you have a player that probably gets 40 home runs in the National League, that that's probably what might be his downfall. But at 14-1, to 1, what Trey Turner is capable of doing, uh, I really like uh, him to uh, win this award in the National League, 14-1. to 1. So uh, Trey Turner, 14-1 to 1 National League, and then 25-1 to 1 Rafael Devers for the American League. Be a little bit enough. Uh, we will move on. Dylan Rockford, MVP. Uh, I'm going to be a homer. I got to take the in AL. I'm going to go Shohei Otani at plus. Right now, I'm looking at a book three uh, plus three forty. I mean, I don't understand how anyone cannot vote for this guy. He's the only player who pitches and hits. And now the new rule, uh, he's going to be able to hit while he's pitching. So until someone does that, I don't know how anyone really could compete with that. All the other other guys that can hit and all that really matters is that this guy throws 95, 96, and he could hit like the best of them. Mookie bets and all of them. I just worry about the injuries. If he could stay healthy through a whole season, I like Shohei Otani. And for the NO, uh, I was looking at Juan Soto. I love him, but the Washington Nationals just stink and it'd be an upward battle. So, I mean, Acuna is a good option as well. I don't think he'll be out for that long. And if the Braves wind up winning the division, I think it helps his chance. So at plus 900, I'm looking at Ronald Acuna in the National League. Yeah, we we picked up Shui Otani. I think thirty-five to one last year. Uh, well, he's certainly nowhere near that price. And like you say, what what's not to love about any of that? Uh, Acuna has hovered around a lot of my lists without making it onto any of them. Um, and I've got a feeling I'm going to regret that. I do think he's going to be um, back quite quickly. Uh, when he does get back, he's going to he's going to hit the ground running. Uh, Noah. Um, if you've got a couple of MVPs for us. Yeah. Um, I also, like I said, I wrote the article for the awards. I had Otani and uh, Acuna on that uh, article as well. And the other guy was uh, Trey Turner. So um, Munaf, you mentioned Trey, right? Yeah, I did. So all of them mentioned great uh, picks. I'm on all three, but uh, we, we kind of skipped over uh, RBIs and I had two, uh, plays that I really liked for the RBI category. So I won't, I won't talk more about the three uh, MVP plays that I have. I'll go into the RBI category. Um, both hitters are four or five hitters on great offensive lineups this year and could have good uh, outlooks in fantasy as well. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez plus 2000 RBI leader uh, from the Blue Jays. I think a lot of people are going to be getting on base. Teoscar uh, put up a great fight with Vladdy last year in the RBI lead, um, threatening Vladdy for the triple crown. <laughs> so his own teammate. Um, and then the other guy, it's, it's a deep sleeper, uh, dark horse to win the RBI lead. Uh, Justin Turner plus 5,000. I like that as well. So I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Mel. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, while we're on the subject, I did have an RBI uh, pick, no, which was um, Matt Olson, eighteen to one, um, projected second uh, in that list, and at a, at a price of eighteen to one. Um, there's no reason to think he can't go close. Um, yeah, my MVPs, 
in the American League, again, he's a name. There was a load of these names. I just felt like I had to find somewhere to put them. And this one, to me, is too obvious. We're going to be sitting here in September or October uh, thinking, why didn't we just pick Mike Trout for MVP? It's too obvious. It's obvious. Plus 475. Uh, he's the best player in baseball. We seem to have forgotten that. Uh, well, he's going to remind just this year uh, so the AL MVP for me uh, is Mike Trout at plus 475 and um, I'm going to get the hat trick up on Trey Turner uh, for the NL MVP I will co-sign uh, what Moonaf and Noah have already put in um, great to watch he does absolutely everything uh, and I just think 12 to one's uh, a fair price so I was I was happy to take him there yeah but um, Mike Trout's going to um, I mean we've got through a, a whole hour uh, in a bit without mentioning his name. And like I say, you 80 months ago, uh, that's absolutely unthinkable. He would have been uh, he would have been leading in all of these categories. So yeah, I'm predicting a, a healthy uh, and a spectacular year uh, for Mike Trout. Um, now I believe, um, according to our little notes here, we've got to the end of all of our props. Uh, Moonaf, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to tip us off? Is there any uh, little one-off bets that you fancied or anything that we've overlooked? Uh, no, I think that uh, pretty much covers at least for you know awards markets and player prop markets. Um, I did have Jose Abreu twenty to one for RBIs, uh, throwing that one kind of out there. Um, but other than that, no, I think we're good, Malcolm. Okay, so what you can do then, Moonaf, uh, I titillated everyone uh, at the top of the show um, with the information about the DFS contest, which is. Um, for opening day. Uh, it's an outstanding uh, DraftKings DFS contest. Uh, Moon, I've told the listeners how they can get involved, what they can win. Yeah, so since it is opening day, uh, we wanted to throw out a DraftKings DFS contest just for opening day. Uh, it is going to be first place is $250 uh, in hard cash. Not coming from my pocket, not coming from Malcolm's pocket, but it is going to be from our generous bosses, Sean and Ryan. So all you have to do, we'll tweet it out uh, as well on the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter handle. Uh, so make sure to follow ML, uh, at MLB SGPN. But you can also go to sg.pn slash opening day contest. Um, all the details are there. Just a few things that you have to do. Uh, make sure to follow the MLB SGPN account on Twitter. Retweet the contest and submit a screenshot of a review wherever you listen to our podcast, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify. Um, but all the details are going to be within that um, within the little form that you have to kind of go through. Uh, so we'll do it. We'll tweet it out as soon as we get done with the show. Uh, and also, um, you can go to, like I said, sg.pn slash opening day uh, to get all the details. So make sure to get in there. First place, $250, and there's only 200 entries that will be available. So strictly for opening day. So make sure to get into the contest. That's incredible. This is a revenge match for me because I feel I was robbed in the uh, World Series one that we ran last year, Moonaf. I think I needed one more out from Charlie Morton. Uh, would have won it for me and he broke his leg instead on a comeback. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, well, absolutely cost me. Uh, I know, Noah, you're a bit of a DFS guy, so you'll be looking to get stuck into this. Yeah, for sure. This is a 
pretty big prize, 250 with only 200 people in the pool. But I do want to mention that Nick Dant of the College Experience, he'll be hosting daily DFS contests yeah. for uh, SGPN, DGENs as well. So like, I'll be competing in those every day as well. They were fun last year. I've already reserved my spot in for Thursday. Uh, they're normally only two or three dollars. You do a little winner takes all, uh, but it does lend itself to a, to a good bit of chat. That's just the Slack channel. Uh, the MLB uh, Slack channel uh, is always a fun place. To, whatever your sport, um, I mean, we talk about food, music, all sorts. Um, but yeah, loads of good baseball chat there, and I'm sure that's going to be absolutely flames uh, on Thursday night. Uh, Dylan, are you a DFS man? Uh, no, not really. Uh, can't say that I haven't. I really dabbled into it. More of a sides and prop, uh, sides and totals kind of guy. So haven't been much of a season wins guy or future guy. More game by game. But I, I do think game by game we can see some value in certain players. So you can profit off of DFS. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's Moon thing as well it looks like we've got a uh, we've got two D, two dfs players uh and two uh, uh team tools and first five players uh moving after me a, a a very educational uh course last year um in picking these different props things like first fives and uh and team totals and things like that uh, run lines uh we followed the houston astros run line uh for a lot of the middle part of the season that was very profitable so yeah uh always willing to learn um, especially in a sport that I am relatively new to. Um, well, I think we've cracked it, boys. Um, oh, we have one item left. Oh, oh, sugar. Yes, we do. Um, oh, sugar. sugar. We, we need to give out our series picks. Yes. Well, do you know why I said that? Because I was looking on Google Podcasts this morning and all, all of our podcasts, we I've had the little E for explicit next to them. Now, I don't think I'm very sweary, and I don't think no. you're very sweary, but we must put the odd swear word in for the little explicit. So I purposely didn't say shit then, so we don't get the little E. And now I've said it, there's going to be a little E. <laughs> I think so that's, that's a universal. fault. You've antagonised me. I, I, don't, I don't think you should really worry about it, because uh, DGENs and gamblers, they're 18, 21. They can take the language, Mal. That's true. I mean, the Golf Gambling Podcast is one of the most potty mouth things you'll ever listen to. So uh, that's uh, the, uh, the, the odd little the odd shit from us. Yeah, that's all Capper. He he takes a crown for uh, all the podcasts that we have on uh, SGPN. So I think it's a universal thing where they just kind of put the explicit for all like all the podcasts under SGPN. I think that's just what it is. But we, I try to keep it clean. <laughs> okay then. Uh, Right, we'll go for it. We're swinging for the fences here. Uh, World Series winner, uh, gents. We will start at the right-hand side of my little screen. Uh, no pressure. Dylan Rockford, who wins the World Series? <sighs> I am going to take a shot, throw a dart at the Astros at 10-1. to 1. I mean, they have the coach, Dusty Baker. He's going to steer the ship. And what I like, they play small ball. They, they do a little bit of everything to get on base. Uh, Justin Verlander, that guy, he just keeps getting better and better as he gets older. Lance McCullers Jr., he's really stepped up too last year. He went 13-5. and five. The, the one question I do have with them is their bullpen. They can be shaky at times. So you want to note that. But this lineup, they're stacked. I think they could flat out hit the ball. And I think the Astros should be the favorite too, when, at least come out of the AL. And I'm going to take a shot at 10-1 for the Astros to win the World Series. Okay, Houston Astros ten to one uh, for Dylan. Noah, what have you got? 
So me personally, I don't like laying any of these preseason. I like to see the teams play on the field. Uh, sometimes you get screwed by midseason injuries like Acuna last year. But if you were laying the Braves, you got quite lucky there yeah. with the Acuna injury. So for me personally, um, I come down the two teams, an NL and an AL. I absolutely love this White Sox squad this year. Um, they're sitting at plus 1100. But what nerves me is that it happened last year as well. They locked up the division with like three weeks to go, two weeks to go. It was not even a worry. And you're not playing meaningful baseball come like late August. Um, but I really like this roster and I'm going to, I'm going to be suckered in by them again. I have them actually losing in the world series to the LA Dodgers in seven. I think it'll be a close series Dodgers right now. I'm seeing them plus four Um, for me, uh, when a manager comes out and says there's no chance we lose the World Series this year, that's a huge target on your back, and you have to be welcoming it. So you got to put your your money where your mouth is, and I think uh, uh, what's-his-name is doing it for the Dodgers right now. His name's escaping me, but uh, that lineup is one of the most powerful lineups we've seen in all of baseball before, and I know he's struggling right now, but when you have Bellinger batting eight and then he just turns up in the playoffs like he did last year, that's a weapon in any lineup, and you have horses at the, in the starting rotation, and now you have Kimbrell as your saves leader, according to Mal, so I like the Dodgers. Yeah. Correct answer. Um, yeah, I love that, Noah. I mean, you're right about the White Sox. Is it, it's a good point about... Um, how much competitive baseball they had to play down the stretch last year because it was done early. And maybe you just caught them off guard long enough at the start of the playoffs uh, to see them get knocked out. Uh, Munaf, World Series winner. Yeah, I, I went with uh, the Dodgers as well. I mean, we hate making the chalky plays here, but when we were talking about the NL West and we just talked about how this is pretty much a video game lineup, when you have the former NL MVP and recent World Series winner, you added to your roster uh, in Freddie Freeman, Mo, Mo, sorry, Moki, Mookie Betts as well, former MVP, World Series winner. And he has two rings now, one with the Dodgers, one with the Red Sox. Um, this lineup is going to be absolutely stacked. It's going to be, it's murderer's row. I guess we can say the modern uh, murderer's row. The pitching is there as well, right? We talked about, uh, we talked about Walker Bueller at volumes on the podcast today. We also, um, Julio, Julio Urias, we didn't even talk about him a lot. I mean, he led the league in wins last season with 20, and he was absolutely fantastic for them in the playoffs as well. Clayton Kershaw's back for another year. And let's not forget, this Dodgers team is not afraid to make a move if, where they need it. We've seen it over the past two seasons where they went out and made the move, but it hasn't translated to a full-season World Series victory. They got it in the 60-game um, COVID year, but I think this might be a year where they can get it done. I mean, there's no excuses for this team. As far as American League, who they're going to beat, I, I kind of went with the Toronto Blue Jays, or I did go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'm excited for this team. I mean, they they have great pitching. Uh, Alec Manoa is a guy that we didn't talk about. I, I didn't mention him as my Cy Young winner for American League. I like him. Um, and this uh, lineup, again, it's one of the better ones in the uh, um, in the American League. I wanted to pick the White Sox like Noah did, but I just need to see them get out of the first round uh, before I can back this team. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers over the Blue Jays in, let's say, seven games. Okay, Bill. Um, now, I'm amazed, I've amazed myself here because seven days ago, uh, before we started doing our divisional picks, um, I was completely and utterly out on this team. Um, 
But I have not let that cloud my judgment. The more I've looked at it, uh, the more I've been seduced by the New York Yankees. Oh, um, God. St- I don't... <laughs> yeah, I know. It also makes for good broadcasting because I know as everyone, you three, all immediately threw your arms up in the air there in disgust at me just seeing that, as I imagine a lot of the listeners will as well. Um, I don't think they lost much. Um I know the pitching isn't up to much at the minute, but I do think they're going to spend some money. I think they can stay competitive. Um, I think the lineup is a lot stronger than people think. I didn't mind the pickup of Isaiah Kainer for Leffer. Uh, they're going to go and spend some money mm-hmm. and pick up a couple of studs. Moon, if you roll your eyes once more, I will book your action on this. What's the matter? I'll book your action on this. What are the odds you're getting right now for them to win it? Nine to one? I'll well, give you 20 to one. What are you giving me? I'll give you 20 to one. Okay, I'll pay pal a few quid over to you in a little while, Moon. Off, and okay. we are in business. If anybody wants twenty to one on the Yankees, get in no, touch. No, 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 not I'll everybody. <laughs> no, not everybody. Just you, Malcolm. I've, I've got, I've got a man who can accommodate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take the New York Yankees. Like I said, I, I, I sort of spelled it out a little bit in the uh, in the preview show that we did last week. And yeah, I've surprised myself because I did not think I'd be saying this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've looked at it in. I think I think they're good value, um, and yeah, that that that's where that's where it comes down. So yeah, New York Ma- Yankees. Uh, I apologise, Rudolph. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good cl- for the game. Who's the closer for the uh, for the Yankees? Uh, in the regular season, it'll be uh, Araldus Chapman, I believe. So who, who do you think it'll be in the postseason then? Uh, when they're seven nothing up, it doesn't matter who the closer <laughs> is, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then either I'll look like an idiot if okay. they win this year. Yeah, there you go. It's okay. first time for everything. <laughs> um, well, now I believe, having uh, prematurely uh, called called a halt to this a few minutes ago, um, I think we've covered. I think we've covered everything. That's been a lot of fun, boys. Uh, Dylan, have you got any uh, part and thoughts before we get going? No, I just. Uh... I love the episode we just did. Uh, we gave out a lot of value, I think, and I can't wait to catch some of these future plays. And I really like Noah's, uh, I didn't get to chime in, but I really do like the Detroit Tigers over 77 and a half wins. I really like the, the additions they made. And I think they could finish second in the division. I really like Eduardo Rodriguez in the rotation. The two guys, uh, Riley Green and Spencer Tuckelson, I think they're going to be studs. So I, I like, on, on my closing note, my best bet for the show would be the uh, Detroit Tigers over 77 and a half wins. Excellent. Uh, Noah, any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, so I'll, I'll add on to the Tigers rotation, looking really forward to seeing these guys pitch. Uh, like he said, Erod ace, Mize two, Scooble three, Matt Manning four. Breaking news, we actually sent Michael Pineda down to AAA. So I'm assuming Willie Peralta might be our fifth starter this year, which he was pretty good at the second half of last year as well. Yeah. Um, but is Pineda they, carrying a bit of an injury? I don't know if that's maybe a an IL oh. thing, some kind gotcha. of manipulation. Uh, I might be, I might be wrong about that. I thought it was going to be Tyler Alexander at the fifth spot, maybe yeah, for they're, them. They're talking about him being a long reliever, but he could be a fifth okay. starter as well. Mm-hmm. But I know we have Willie uh, as well, and last year he was great for us down the stretch. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for bringing me on the podcast. And as I'm like sitting here um, listening to uh, just the dialogue between Moonoff and Mal. 
um you get a lot of the uh, the yankees backlash in our little group chat of the four of us and it's not an mlb gambling podcast if you don't talk a little bit of the soccer i played back when i was a kid i was a goalie i was actually not bad but i didn't i didn't really like the soccer too much but world cup coming up i need a team and you guys have been arguing about was it newcastle and liverpool talk me in one of your <laughs> one of your squads so i could be a fan so i can go back to my roommate in my dorm and say hey i'm a fan of this team now <laughs> well if you want to be a, a well, loser you- organization and, and have the worst uniforms in the epl and uh it has yeah, to be newcastle it has to be newcastle yeah but if you want to no, be on the winning side. Another John Henry bought organization or owned organization like the Red Sox who produces winners. Shout out to my man, Mo Salah, one of the best EPL strikers ever. Not ever. I don't say ever, but at least for the past couple of seasons. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, come join. They're, they're playing really well. This uh, the, the EPL, uh, the title race is really tightening up with uh, Liverpool and uh, Manchester City. And they're uh, in action right now in Champions League as well. So come join the Reds. Mm-hmm. I already convinced no, Johnny the reaction to come. everyone just gave me when I mentioned the New York Yankees is the exact reaction <laughs> you would get for the rest of your life if you mentioned that you're a Liverpool fan. They're the, all the equivalent. So it'll um, be three on one. You. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But that's a ridiculous thing to do. Newcastle in five years' time. Uh, will be the most uh, successful club in Europe. Um, so, I mean, choose your pony now, but choose wisely, my friend. Uh, right, so I'm Munaf- on the Tigers franchise, which is Newcastle. Let's go. Yeah, well done. There you go. So we've leveled it up now. <laughs> two v two. two. Two versus two. That is the correct decision, Noah. I like you. You're going to go far. Uh, Munaf, <laughs> remind us one more time how we can enter the DFS contest, uh, and then we let the good people go about their day. Yeah, head over to sg.pn slash opening day. Uh, you'll see all the details on how to get into the contest. Uh, we'll also tweet it out shortly after the show on the MLB Gambling Podcast uh, Twitter account. So make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, a lot of great content that's going to be happening and a lot of uh, stuff on our Twitter account um, at MLB uh, SGPN. SGPN. Noah, you've been handling yep. it. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> yeah, you're right. MLB, uh, it's at MLB SGPN. Yeah, so make sure to follow us and I'll, we'll tweet out the DFS contest uh, once we get done with the show here. Excellent, there you go. Um, look out for another pod in the next 24, 36 hours, which will give our picks for opening day, uh, which is now, whoa, what, about 43 hours away. Um, so that's something to look forward to, a combination uh, of the four of us, uh, we'll give some picks out for opening day. In fact, I think we're going to pick every game because why the hell not? Um, Dylan, Noah, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to the season, boys. It was a blast. Thank you, boss. Uh, Munaf, um, I'd like to say it was a pleasure, but you just permanently antagonised me as per usual. Yeah, with I mean, if you want to end the note or start the season by you picking the Yankees to win the World Series, I got to give you some shit about <laughs> it. But no, definitely excited with having Dylan and Noah on for the entirety of the season. It's going to be a blast. Like we said, uh, last season, we're only going about two a day or twice a week uh, for the MLB Gambling Podcast, but it's going to be a lot more betting. Uh, we're going to go Monday through Friday uh, in some combination of between the four of us. But tomorrow, uh, we'll be back with opening day picks between all, all four of us. So definitely looking forward to that show, as well as the regular season to make uh, money for all of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, rate, review uh, everywhere where you
you get your podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. cetera. Uh, plenty of content, uh, any sport you wish to imagine. Uh, I'm going to be tackling the Grand National, the world's greatest horse race uh, for SGPN, uh, which is this coming Saturday. So loads to look forward to. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, uh, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.